Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 28-year-old from Saint-Basile-le-Grand, Quebec, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, and to the chocolatey Manchester Storm of England. Was raised as a puppy with Collège Antoine Girard as the Espoirs and the Gallows. <laughs> then became a champion, winning the Napa Cup with Longueuil Collège Français, <laughs> earning his way to the queue, where he became a staple and legend with Blainville Boisbriand Armada, and in his last season was a captain until they shipped his ass to Gatineau Olympique. He then set up shop with McGill University and was named team captain again, and for fun was most outstanding player in the championship, confirmed gamer. Oh, and got to lace up for Team Canada somewhere. Then, just last season, dove into his rookie year of pro and threw up 29 points for the Wheeling Nailers, earning his way to the chocolatey Manchester Storm and is currently running amok with his fellow Shed guys, making my heart want to explode every time it storms. Welcome to the Shed, Samuel Tremblay. <laughs> nice, thanks. Great introduction. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. This is episode 341. <laughs> <laughs> I get into how we know each other. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so good. with your history, I was wondering what the English was going to be like. Are you French or English? <laughs> Thanks. I'll take that. I'm French. Yeah. Well, um, a little bit yeah, of an accent, a little bit, but oh, that's pretty solid English. I played with a bunch of French guys that their English wasn't that swell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Still struggling sometimes. I should uh, I should be all right now. Well, one of my questions was then locker rooms growing up around that area. You'd probably have a lot of mixtures of English and, and French, right? Mostly, well, growing up it was mostly French, really. Okay. It was pretty much all French. It's pretty much uh, up to junior. Junior, I became like mostly that's, English. Yeah, that's when you get guys from out east, uh, further yeah. out east, right? And all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, anyways. Getting into how we know each other is um, director of Shed Marketing, Jake, <laughs> the most famous fan in the EIHL. Um, he let me know how excited he was that out of nowhere, a Manchester Storm player thanked him for the chocolate and he was pretty jacked up about it. So um, when <laughs> when a player does that for a kid and um, lets him know and like, I, I just love that stuff in hockey and that's what made me want to have you on, you know? <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, getting free chocolate. You, people throw chocolate at me. And if my name's on it, that's even more sick. So, I mean, isn't it, it cool? A, <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. So, it's just <laughs> it's a, 
it's just natural if ever i somebody tries to hit me i just look back and i'm like hey thanks man <laughs> yeah. well from over here i don't know if you guys realize how much fun it is for me because i was out of the game for like five years and then i start this and then all of a sudden like you know I, i'm kind of like part of the storm family this season and um and i was last season and every game it seems to be getting bigger and better and i love when things get carried away <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of candies or just chocolate bar in the in the room after the games. <laughs> so, cutting edge question in the shed: What is your favorite chocolate bar? <laughs> it's been asked a little bit before. I'm not too picky, but people also are asking caramel. you what your favorite chocolate bar is. This isn't just coming straight from shed headquarters. Yeah, exactly. You're not the first guy, unfortunately. But uh, well, that started it, people. <laughs> <laughs> and anything with caramel is awesome. Anything with caramel, eh? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Like caramel bars. They got those over there. What is it? Caramel? I uh they have like a knockoff version, but right. That's what we got over here, eh? Um yeah. okay. Well, so something caramel caramel folks get involved, right? <laughs> fun is fun. <laughs> but it's isn't it cool that you guys gotta earn it? You guys have to win or nothing gets thrown. I think it's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good yeah. tradition. It is a good tradition. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. And fun fact, in Denmark, um, with the Herring Blue Foxes, when they win, they throw Twix at their goalie. And they even started, just thinking out loud, Manchester, they started selling chocolate in their lobby. They got a cutout poster of the goalie, and they sell Twix out of his caboose. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It is amazing. And that started in Cardiff, my old honey hole, and we've just had so much fun here in the shed, you know? And Cardiff, I'm not trying to exclude you guys, you know. I want Kit Kats for Mosey, and I just don't want everybody to get involved. Um, but I, I actually, uh, other ways we know each other is, well, I haven't talked to anybody in the UK for a while. Uh, didn't really want to. I started this to have fun. Um, nothing about hockey was been fun over there. Um, so I didn't really want to talk to anybody. Uh, I'm ready again. And um, for your team, um, I've noticed you guys have had to play some, like, big games i don't mean for the two points i mean big games and getting hockey back on track getting the league back on track you played the first game of the steelers returning and nottingham so yeah probably been a lot for everybody eh? yeah i can't speak for everybody i think just for myself it was uh quite emotional obviously what happened but um you know, at 28, there's less years in me than I had before. So obviously, when you think about what happened, um, it could have happened. It could have happened to anybody. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. like, uh, you know, Adam was a bad player. So he, you know, won't get too much into the details of everything because, yeah. anyway, everybody talks about it a lot on Twitter. Um, but anyway, like it could just have happened to anybody. So I Absolutely. just yeah, and it's, feel it's super brutal. lucky that, you know, in in college uh, after a face-off um, kind of fell forward and the guy in front of me just turned around and started skating and I got to skate right to the throat as well. So it's, um, it's very, the stuff is like, like that is scary. And it, I was lucky, is. but I had a little, like a decent scar in my neck, but. Um, yeah, um, it, uh, yeah, I think it'll change the game. Um, you know, I obviously so they're bringing in neck guards and whatnot, but my history with skates and that is um, when I was in Denmark, um, I tried to spin a Rooney on a D-man and he gave me like the cross check and the low pants. Um, going, I was going fast on like coming into the zone. 
and it took my legs out and I went crashing into the boards and my own right leg, my heel cut my left leg and I felt it happen and my leg felt warm and I didn't really, I just went to the bench and then I didn't have another shift and I could feel it was like warm. And then we went into a shootout and I was supposed to shoot last. I never did have to shoot and I wouldn't have been able to once I went out to like say, way to go goalie, you sucked. We lost the game. Um, <laughs> but I never shot. And then when I went out on the ice, I realized like something was wrong. So then we go into the room and we've lost to, to a bad team. And the coach comes in to start giving everybody shit. And I just pulled my sock down to see what was up. And it had like cut my leg open, like, like, like wide open where I could see everything in my leg. And it was disgusting. And um, I was lucky that it didn't catch the wrong thing in my leg. And like, to think of that, um, yeah, it's scary shit. And I just, one thing I'd have to say is, is like, I'm really proud of the players, you guys on your team, the Steelers, Nottingham, like the way the league, the way everybody's the fans, the whole hockey community in the UK, like the way everybody has most everybody has stuck together and um, done it right and tried to help each other get through it and get back on track. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the UK hockey community, you know? Yeah, me too, to be fair. Um, um, it's uh, I wasn't. You know, obviously, it's my first year here, um, so I didn't know much about the fans, the, the 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 culture of hockey, and everything like that. But it was everything was done with, with a lot of class, um, a lot of respect, and it was just uh, great to see the whole hockey community come come together on that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, um, and it's great everybody's back playing, and the players mm-hmm. are getting to do it we love and what our passion is what i mean we're hockey guys that's what we've been our whole life right that's what we do (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so anyways moving on manchester storm fellows have had on have you tried a carl fazier chocolate bar from finland because they're getting thrown to santo i think he keeps it for himself because i haven't had a bite of it is that right you haven't got to try one bite of finnish chocolate eh Nope. Mm. You know, I, next next storm fell I'm having on is Andreas Heyer, and I've never heard what kind of chocolates in Norway. Might be something cool there too, right? Maybe he'll share bet, with you. Yeah. Come on, Santo, be better, right? Share. Probably. Sharing yeah. is caring, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty neat, though, that fans will import chocolate from Finland to Manchester to throw on the ice because of us shooting the shit in my shed, you know? That's unreal. To be really honest, is. it really <laughs> is. Cool. Yeah. And um, another guy that I've obviously had on who started the chocolate storm, your captain and the player I sponsor. He's quite the cat, isn't he? Oh, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. What a leader, eh? Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. He mucks Chris it and up. I get he along. fights. He scores. He, uh-huh. he entertains the crowd. What? Yeah. Love it. What a guy. Yeah. I guess I sponsored the right guy this season, eh, folks? <laughs> You did. You did. He's been he's been real proud of rocking that uh, that sponsorship in his jersey. <laughs> I think it's every time I see it, it's just funnier and funnier. And now I get pictures from fans <laughs> and other arenas saying, I spy a shed guy. They send me pictures of him with the logo. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Makes the world feel not so big, though, you know. And uh-huh. um, your goalie's been having a heck of a season so far, eh, Wenny? What a dandy he is, too. 
Yeah, not gonna lie. In preseason, I was a little stressed, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just preseason, folks. We're just getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little stressed with Wenny, but uh, no. As soon as season started, he was lights out, man. This guy's so good. Yeah, oh, so um, good. What a guy. Yeah, and like chatting with him, like there's some goalies that are pretty strange out there in the world. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> and a <goal>. yeah surprisingly <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out what's weird about him um, right i know bit of a gamer but that's not too weird but no. otherwise pretty normal yeah eh, that's that that can be good you know yeah, yeah. normal goalies who would have thunk right <laughs> <laughs> i've also had on martin Heinem, um and the moose coral you know you've got a lot of shed guys on your squad <laughs> not bad yeah. Um, but you guys are, you guys have had a pretty strong start to the season in the league, eh? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I think our uh, record in Challenge Cup has been not as great, but. Um, have you gotten yeah, used just... to that where you play a game and you're like, so this is for what? And this is for what? And you're like, huh? Because <laughs> when I got over there, man, I. I was like, let's just go out and play. And like, people are telling me it's one's this and one's that. And I'm like, whatever, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. It's a little strange. We don't have that in North America, which I mean, I don't mind. But at the same time, it's it's just weird how the you can play a sick game, which could not mean as much as the other. So it's 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 weird how it works. But yeah, it is we'll weird it. how it works. And the part I find strange is when I was over there on like when the research team would get hot, all those points were combined on your total. So like for my season, it looked like I had a lot more points and then all of a sudden they separated them and then you get challenge cup points or you get league points as a player. And then all of a sudden my league didn't look as good. Right. But huh, won the challenge cup scoring title, no big deal. And the championship. <laughs> um, okay. But you know what I mean? Like it's weird that you could, you could go out there and score five points and then it just doesn't show up on like the actual stats. <laughs> just the challenge cup stats right yeah 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 no it's i guess it's the thing with with i was about to say soccer i don't want to disrespect you but football football yeah yeah football you ever thought like why people got on boats and came to north america and were like you know what let's mess with everybody let's stop calling it football just because they use their feet to kick a ball why don't we call it soccer and then we'll call some other sport that doesn't really kick balls very often at all and we'll call that one football makes no sense america right they come over and just <laughs> gotta switch things up right because <laughs> why not right and it's like yeah they took the game of rugby where you can only pass it backwards like actually we're gonna throw it forwards and then you can throw it backwards <laughs> <laughs> anywho um curious question because i i didn't really get into the details i saw the one game it was with nottingham i think uh it ended 4-4 yep how does it end 4-4? I thought like games end with like a shootout or something. It, was that on purpose? It was just an, an exhibition uh, for the memorial game uh, for Adam Johnson. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like counting towards the league stats and stuff like that. So it was just like... Oh, I didn't know that. They kind of, Some people wanted like on the bench, everybody was kind of looking at each other, but um, I wouldn't mind going for overtime, whatever. But it kind of ended on like a, a decent note so yeah uh, everybody wins that yeah no I, I i just wasn't sure how that happened um okay yeah and fun fact that i keep forgetting to tell people about if anybody's listening i do have a jersey 
for raffle at aleshockeytails.com. It's a two ales and hockey tails jersey, I guess with my name and number on it. Not sure if anybody would want that, but um, it is up for raffle. You can buy tickets. There's like two weeks left and uh, we're trying to raise money for a good cause. So please buy your tickets. And if you want a jersey, that's a cheap way to win it, right? And was that a good cause? Uh, the Manchester Storm um, oh. IOU bill. <laughs> uh, getting your logo out of guy's jersey actually isn't free. <laughs> so um, I don't make money doing this. I do it just for fun, but um, I have to raise enough funds to pay my bill. So <laughs> get involved, folks. Maybe buy one less chocolate bar, buy a ticket for the jersey. It's all going to the same cause. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So, where and what are you doing now? I guess you're in Manchester. You got a roommate? Mm-hmm. Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Good things, Murphy. that guy. You guys getting along? Is he cleaning up his dishes? Cleaning the toilet when yeah. he's done? Yep, yep, yep. Did you know yeah. him before? Did What's you... that? You cut. Oh, yeah, you cut out, too. Did you know him before? No, but I knew him by name. We played a bit against each other in the queue. Um, and then he pretty much went on to win anything in the queue and then in, at UNB. So, yeah, know him a lot just by name. But Yeah, I hear he's a good dude and player. Um, geez, I need to find more time in my days to uh, get even through your whole squad of Shed guys this year. And then, like, Cardiff, I'm sorry. I haven't had time to visit in a while and chat with any Shed guys, right? Well, that's too bad. It is too bad, you know? <laughs> um, anyways um you guys play a scottish triple header this weekend i when i yep. asked you if you could do it today because it is american thanksgiving so uh my real world is slow today which works out well for this um you're going on a scottish triple header i thought you might be on a bus today going there nope <laughs> we're back with the the game day road trip so so yep, how far you the... got a bus tomorrow when do you gotta leave um not even sure yet. Uh, schedule's still not out, so probably going to leave at, what, noon, Murph? Uh, I think it is noon. It's around uh, noon. Murph's right there. Tell him he's yeah, got to come to the shed the soon, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, um, yeah, the, my memory of the Scottish triple header is, um, well, Cardiff Devils fans have a thing called Dundee Drunk. Um, their fan bus, when they go to Dundee, they get absolutely totaled. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> especially when they take your parents on that bus trip <laughs> oh my god yeah i bet yeah, yeah. actually my uh, parents are in town so they're going to be there and uh for the first two games and then they come back on the third game um i don't did you guys do you guys go to dundee this weekend are they are your yeah, parents gonna get dundee, dundee drunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah they might be a little uh not probably not as much as in the bus but um they're gonna be around yeah yeah, those Cardiff Devils fad buses, man, they were electric. Um, when my parents came over, they went on that Scottish trip with them, and they made memories for life, and it's one of their favorite stories to tell people. I've heard it numerous times since. Um, but then I also, fun fact, went on the fan bus with the fans when I was injured and my career was over, and <clears throat> did her upright too. And then I actually was just going to do the pregame speeches, and I would surprise the guys and show up with the fans and then hide from all the players until – it was time and then i would come into the room spray painted as like superheroes naked and do a pregame speech <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> anywho um the other <laughs> scottish triple header memory i have was my daughter was born on the wednesday and then um i had to fly to 
against Scottish triple header the day of the game on the Friday and then play three games in three nights. And, you know, daughter was fresh. I was looking forward to like spending time, but instead I went to Scotland to play three games. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, dedicated and, here. Yeah. So how are, have been your first few months in Manchester? What are you doing for fun around there? It's been actually pretty cool. Um, just visiting around. It's my first time here in uh, here in England, so um, it's been visiting uh, some castle. Been in uh, Manchester City Center, um, trying restaurants, stuff like that. My girlfriend's here, so um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun so far. So you find any great restaurants yet? Um, anything around is pretty good. Um, where did we go in? Um, can't remember those names actually. Everything that we went to was pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, and Manchester's gonna have a lot of options, eh? That's like a city. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's really good. I just watched the Beckham documentary thing, and I was thinking, like, geez, that's the same city that like throws chocolate on the ice from the shed, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty neat. <laughs> so you grew up in Saint Basile, Le Grand, Quebec. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad, eh? How big's that town? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Two uh, thousands. Yeah, like it's it's not, not that big, big. Not big. No, it's on the south shore of Montreal. Maybe like, um, like twenty minutes away from Montreal. Oh, okay, so you're close Kinda to all the action still. then. Sorry, you're close to all the action then. If you're only twenty minutes. <laughs> out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Um, well, yeah, I already I had written down yeah French or English, but we did that. So poster picks brought to you by Freeman Designs. Um, well, the one poster pick of you and Alex O'Dale picking up your chocolate after a game, that young buck looked pretty f- happy to be picking up chocolate, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, especially the, the first time, I think the first time we, they threw chocolate on the ice, I had the, the big Toblerone. Oh yeah. I saw that on the ice. I got that. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Don't show that's that an anybody. expensive candy bar. Somebody's throwing, right? Those aren't it, cheap. It is. I know. <laughs> That's why I was like, have I'm you ever that. like thought of like all the chocolate that's hitting the ice, like how much money that costs people? <laughs> Seriously, I know <laughs> it's crazy. Know. Uh, but you know what? There's only so many games in the season, right? And if we're gonna make it rain, we better make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I see that, like the, your last game there, you guys beat Belfast at home, eh? That's a big win. Yeah, that was a solid one from the boys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Winning big games is fun. I miss doing that. Now I get to do it as a coach, though. I'm coaching under 13 boys. It's really fun. We got a squad, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, next poster pick. You're with, like, the Lieutenant Governor of Quebec getting a medal. What is that about? Um, Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's uh, it's called the Bronze Medal of uh, the Lieutenant Governor. Uh, And you get nominated. Um... Every year, there's uh, people from all around Quebec, um, and it's for, with your university. They nominate some people um, that you that they think they're deserving, um, and I just kind of applied and I got chosen for it. So well, that's it was cool. a pretty sweet moment. Yeah, for all the for my um, involvement with the school uh, community and like my dedication to sport and stuff like that. So, so what all were you doing in the community? What were you, did you get anything? Um, going? yeah we did well over my six years at mcgill i did i did a lot of stuff with uh first of all with motion ball uh it helped um to raise money for uh, motion ball canada so uh, the um, special olympics 
um, uh, so we, we just had, um, a whole day at McGill, um, and during the whole year, we were doing a bunch of activities to raise money, uh, towards that. And then with the men's hockey team, we did, um, we did raise some money for the black youth hockey community, uh, in Nova Scotia. Um, so we did a bunch of interviews, uh, with some black hockey players or from, other ethnicities um, just to raise awareness, see how um, see how they managed to play hockey when they were young and stuff like that. So raise money for that and then to try to pay for their uh, for their gear over there in Nova Scotia for that for that community who uh, don't have enough money to pay for their stuff uh, or coaches and stuff like that. Um, it is crazy how expensive this man. And there's got to be a lot of people out there that want to play hockey and they just can't because man, Absolutely. my bank account has been feeling it. This minor <laughs> hockey shit is way too expensive, man. Like mm-hmm. we're in three hotel tournaments. You got to pay for the hotel. You got to drive there. You got to pay for the tournament. You got to pay for all the meals and like, and then all the, the kids want to do fun stuff, which also costs money. And it's like, mm-hmm. Holy moly. Like, and then you leave there after the weekend. You're like, well, that was a memory for life and fun, but holy moly, did that cost a lot? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. No, I've been so fortunate with my family to have been able to do all this stuff. But I know, like, a lot of people absolutely love hockey, but they can't afford it because it's just like too expensive. Yeah, yeah or it's... not accessible. So that's kind of like that's some of the things that I've been apart. But um, well, good for you, yeah. man. That's as a college student to like be a grown-up and do shit like that that's cool um i i would say i didn't do enough of that stuff as i was a player but i feel like i'm making up for it now um i got sent a video of the fella so i raised money for rich bateman a sheffield steelers fan who had a massive stroke and um we raised some money doing like jersey raffles and whatever and it wasn't much but then a fellow shed fan that listened to it and got inspired by it said i'm gonna bike 600 kilometers from where he had the strokes closest arena to Cardiff, then to Sheffield and show up for the first preseason game on his bike with another fellow that volunteered to do it with him. And they did that. And then we just raffled off a Steelers signed t-shirt and um, with what he raised and myself, he said yesterday we raised 3,200 pounds. That's pretty cool. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Go shed family, right? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that uh, it's pretty cool when you can see a guy, anybody at a hockey arena wearing a two ales and hockey tails jersey. So, folks, if you want to win one, aleshockeytails.com, right? <laughs> and if you do have one, send me photos because it makes me hot and bothered, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I now, yeah, makes sense. You're the captain of McGill, but you were named the captain of McGill University. That must have been a special day. eh? That's next poster pick. I saw the C on your jersey. Are you cut out again? You're right, frozen. Yeah, it was. uh, It was a pretty sweet moment. A lot of big back there. Uh huh. You hear me well? Yeah. We're fighting it. Oh yeah. We're fighting the bandwidth. Um. Yeah, so many, <laughs> so many big names uh, uh, that have been there for me, and uh, it's just a rich history as well. So it's pretty honor, yeah. Um. Well, I may as well ask this now, though. You um, did cut out now. Holy moly! Hold the phone. And we're back. Um. But I did see you were with McGill for six seasons. It's a lot of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 
So I did my uh, my undergrad in kinesiology. So it was technically for uh, three years, um, but I entered in the, uh, physical education and then I switched. So basically a total of four years. Um, and then I decided to do my master's in biomechanics. And that's two, uh, two extra years. So yeah, six in total, which ended up being, yeah. Like of the body? Yeah. So think about the mechanics of the body, yeah, pretty much. And it was cool because um, I was doing research in hockey. So um, so you'd yeah. probably be able to find out all the flaws of my body. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of mechanics that aren't working well anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually, we had a three-on-three tournament with my under-13 team, just internally made three teams up. I made a trophy, and we needed one more goalie for the third team, so... I strapped on the pads as guys goalie equipment that was like six three and none of it fit. And man, I went out there and worked hard and uh, won a championship. No big deal. And uh, got a shutout first game against my little punks. And um, and I tell you, I was like Bill Ranford, but like no skill and all heart. I was just kick saves. And then once I went down, I couldn't get up. It was it was wild. But I have been hurting ever since. My biomechanics have not been working since. <laughs> made it work Uh, yeah we got through it um well that's cool that uh you got all that education before you jumped into pro there's a lot of other guys that are not very prepared when hockey comes to an end yeah i think uh in you know in the back of my mind it kind of a little bit of anxiety is uh raising from that so i just always you know since the the nhl dream was kind of done i was like all right i need to figure out life here but I also absolutely love playing hockey and I just figured out how to be good at hockey and also being very busy with school. So I, right now when I don't have anything to do, I'm just super bored. So I always kind of need to do something. Well, and it makes sense. I was bored a lot as a pro hockey player um, and I would crush Netflix or whatever shows like go through a whole series and like, that is not very productive for a guy. Like yeah. there's so I mean, many other things you can do to better yourself while you're a hockey player for the future. Right. Yeah. Like think about all the hours that we're not playing hockey or training. There's a lot of them. So might as well put them to good use. Yeah. yeah. Sound like you're way too grown up. How old are you? 28. <laughs> <laughs> so next poster pick, you're playing for team Canada. That's gotta be special. <laughs> yeah that was cool um definitely not competing with the the real team canada um that we see at the at the olympics but um, <laughs> <None of us laughs> this was <laughs> this is just um uh, like a Those tournament guys don't come to the shed <laughs> nope <laughs> but uh no it was just a nice tournament uh that uh was organized to play in australia um really? so i was there this summer for like 12 days um we played against uh, guys from the U.S. Um, but then in each in each uh, team, there were guys from uh, that play in that league in Australia that were um, just split in our teams and stuff like that. So it was just to promote hockey over there. Um, and they do have a league experience. over there. Yeah, I've talked to quite yeah, a few guys yeah. that have gone over there and pretty well every one of them ate kangaroo. Did you eat kangaroo while you were there? It's disgusting. You did it? <laughs> it's disgusting. I, well, I couldn't I look finish at them my bite. They're way too cute to be eating. Even <laughs> that if, too, right? Like I don't know. But it was yeah, disgusting. It was... Did you have it? Like I've heard there's burgers of it. Then I hear there's like just straight up kangaroo. Yeah, it was just straight up kangaroo, and it was not great. Mm. Don't recommend it. Yeah, 
no, <laughs> I, you know, I don't mind trying new food, but that's one I just don't really feel like I want to try. Yeah. Mm. Don't recommend it. Um, next poster pick. This is like a hockey photo. You're taking a slap shot. The rink's got dimmed lights. You're oh, like yeah. right under the spotlight, <laughs> taking a clap bomb. That's hockey, eh? Oh yeah. No, um, photo shoot. Um, don't remember when. I think it was my fifth or sixth. I don't remember. <laughs> it looked like you're really throwing your tits into that slap shot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had my uh my uh my sh- my shoulder was still separated. I didn't have surgery yet, so. Yeah, it was kind of. Is that why idea, you but... didn't play any games there then? Yeah. So basically, what happened during so the uh, that would be my sixth year in college. Yeah, I was uh, I didn't play because I I tore my shoulder apart my labrum and then I got surgery. So I didn't play at all. And the one before it was COVID. So yeah. two years no no games. Two, two years no games, eh? And uh, well, I'll just keep jumping around then. So you did go two years, no games, um, yeah. but you're the captain of the team. That's got to be harder on the team to not have their captain. Um, but I guess COVID nobody played, which was tough time for a lot of Canadian university guys and like mm-hmm. all over hockey where I know there's a bunch of guys playing Canadian university that they're like, well, what do I do? I'm a hockey player. I want to play hockey. And some guys left school to like join the coast. Right. And then like you're leaving school and it's like, well, school's pretty important too, but I understand you want to play hockey. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people were kind of just like in the middle of a decision right there. And for me, I knew it wasn't that bad because the original plan, you know, you can only play five years in college. And uh, my fifth year was basically the year of COVID. So I was like, all right, well, that kind of works. Yeah. So now I got my sixth in and I just finished in time with hockey. So it kind of ended up working well um, because the opposite, not having COVID, I would have been my sixth year in school but not being able to play for the for the team so i don't know what i would have done but you know right. kind of ended up like that so anyway i did play both you got your school done, though, right <laughs> yeah but anyway i didn't play both years so <laughs> right um well and we'll get into that but like i i know it was a tough time for a lot of guys like that were i guess about my age or a bit younger like when hockey was paused it's like well, am I done? Like, how long is this going? Do it like, do I retire and join the real world? And man, there's, I think there's a bunch of guys that uh, may still be playing if there wouldn't have been that break. Yeah. yeah, probably. That time was crazy. Like, yeah, all the curfews and stuff like that. They were shutting down like the, the ODR at like 8 p.m. and stuff, you know, just closing all the lights. There was no nets and stuff. We there were was running. A, there was a day I went to the beach for a walk with my kids, and we're talking like it's just down the road here. There's nobody, nobody on the beach, and some guy from the township comes and says, "You can't, you can't walk on the beach." And I'm like, "Why? Like, what's going to happen? There's nobody here. Like, seriously, grow up, <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it was weird, man. I let's yeah, we don't even need to talk about it. It was so yeah. silly. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, next poster pick. You're fighting a big fella. Oof. Yeah, not a great idea at the time, but mm. ended up working well for me. Really? I, yeah, it looked like you mucked her up pretty good there, eh? Yeah, it didn't last long, but I kind of ragdolled him. And uh, really, yeah, he's. Do you get into that fella. often? When I have to, I kind of just like see dark and I, I just go, but it's not a great idea because I only fought like fighters. So it's, and I'm not a fighter. I know how to defend myself, but I'd rather not. <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah. I only dabbled into it a few times and it did never went well for me. You know, these <laughs> little tiny hands didn't have much to bring to the table. <laughs> But I gave her my best shot every time. <laughs> so and that was with the wheeling nailers, eh? The nailers. That wasn't in the wheeling nailers arena, though. It looked too bright in that arena. <laughs> the, ma- the the magic of uh, photography. No, it was it was in wheeling, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I've been to that barn. Uh, is it still the same barn I would have played in way back in like two thousand six? Uh, maybe potentially, yeah, most likely the Benko. Uh, I don't know what it was called. It was a barn, the though. Bank. <laughs> it's, it's a nice barn, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, well, it, the yeah. one I played in, it was like an old school. It was it was a barn. Um, but the part I remember playing wheeling was Biz was on their team when I was in the coast. Really? And, oh, man. Like it, when I try to think of memories of playing wheeling, that's all I can think about. Because he was so entertaining on the ice that, like, I I was just in awe that, like, he would be challenging our biggest guys. He was their horse on D. He was running the power play. He'd fight anybody. And then he would ridicule our, like our top scorer, Yannick Tifu. He would like be doing whatever he wanted and saying, well, who's going to come at me? What are you guys going to do about it? And he'd started in warm up, and I would just skate around giggling. Like this guy is something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard some stories about him. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what that guy's done with being himself and uh, just doing it, right? Like He's good. He's a good, great entertainer. Yeah, he is, good and he was at East Coast, man. He, he was the entertaining guy <laughs> on the ice, because I was entertained and I was playing against him. <laughs> man, there is a bunch of entertaining guys in the coast. Whew. Yeah, the coast is something else, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They don't call it the jungle for no reason. <laughs> um, and is I don't know even what the coast is like now, because when I went to the AHL out of school, there was absolute monsters. Like, I'm talking almost freaks of how big and strong these guys were. And those were like my line mates on the fourth line. Um, but, like, I don't think the AHL has many of those guys now. And I think the coast does, right? Yeah, there's a few, there's a few big boys, but they, it's, it's, I guess it's just the wild west over there. Like sometimes refs aren't much better than here in the UK. So it's like just a whack fest sometimes, or it's just everybody's fighting or a bunch of like guys running around like idiots. And, you know, you, at one point I'm fearing more for my body than anything else. Like, I'm like, okay, this is just stupid. That's <sighs> That's kind of one of the reason why I'm not that league anymore. You yeah, know, man, I, I played. Kind of want to have my brain. I want to use my brain later in my life. So <laughs> I agree. I played one year in the coast and a, a tiny bit in the A. Not much ice time there, but um, like we went all the way to the finals. And um, by the end of that season, man, my body was broken, like completely oh, yeah. shattered. I 102 hockey games that year, all the bus Oof. trips and whatever, and like come the end of it, man, like. I was 102. Ruined. Yeah, like between preseason, regular season, HL East Coast, and the playoffs, it was 102 games that year. That's ridiculous. That's like what eight months of your life you played. It was a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know then, how you did it. <laughs> well, and then like the next season's coming, you only got two months, and you're like, so I'm supposed. You want me to do what now? You want me to gain 10 pounds of muscle, and you want me to do this and that? And I'm like, well, I. I can hardly lift a weight here because my body's ruined. It's like, I, it's going to take me a month to get back on track. Yeah. And then they give you peanuts as a salary. So 
yeah good luck with that also correct (laughs) yeah is it (laughs) worth it folks or should you go to europe (laughs) right (laughs) oh my um so next poster pick you're celebrating a goal with the storm you're giving a guy like a chest bump there on the glass, but you got some sweet flow to the back of your helmet. Eh? <laughs> That's why I send that to you. This one's funny. Um, yeah, I had a good chuckle when I when I saw that picture. Yeah, good yeah I think I let it grow for like, I'm in my second year now. Yeah, two years now. Yeah, I had a few Looks cuts in there because it, it was it was getting ridiculous. I had to cut a little bit. No, it, it's not I as long now. I like no, that. you can see it. It's yeah, not as no, long. It's but... good. I like that. Um. Well, let's see. Poster picks. Do I have anything else? I don't think I do. Um, yes, I do. I had your folks already came over, but they're there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my dad and uh, and you made so. time for the shed. That just warms my heart. Yeah, they're in uh, they're in Scotland now. So uh, they're earlier touring around, week. and then you'll see them up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they rented a car. Now they've been uh, they've been in Manchester a little bit around and um, dining and stuff like that drinking obviously you guys know how these guys know how to drink here so yeah they sure do in the uk (laughs) i went back to cardiff in the summer for my buddy's testimonial and like there's a wonderful drinking culture in the uk like they really know how to get after it yeah it's pretty amazing i thought canadians knew how to drink but these guys know how to as well man i canadians used to now it's way too expensive man you go to a restaurant and the beer is way too much money you can't do nothing like just to buy a case of beer, it's too much money to have as much fun as we used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I always say is having your parents come over, you getting a job overseas, and like those are memories for life, right? Like your parents probably wouldn't have gone, or your dad and his partner probably wouldn't have gone to Manchester and to Scotland unless you're there, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it just brings so much more opportunities for even family, but also for myself. But no, it's it's amazing. I haven't seen them uh for a long time like i saw them uh this past summer for like two weeks barely um and then it was just like all the way before the wheeling season so it was good seeing them again it uh yeah that's it's hard for me to hear as a dad because like yeah my kid can play and um like i'm with him every day taking him to every practice you know every game coaching him and to think of that coming the days where he's gone playing hockey yeah. That would be brutal. Yeah, but at the same time, I think, you know, we almost talk every day. So right. it's that's the kind of relationship I have with him. And um, It helps with FaceTime and all that shit nowadays too, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's it's somewhat easy. Um, but, yeah, it just at, at the same time, it brings other opportunities. And, you know, life but, life kind of goes like, on. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. a different, like, relationship that I have with my dad, you know, I'm – him and I were exactly the same probably as you are with your kids. So um, it just grows like that. And eventually it's, it's pretty cool like that anyway, right now. Uh, Same with, yeah, my parents, like I go to Western Michigan, they were there every weekend trying to watch and uh, yeah. 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 Um, It's, I guess it is kind of like a bird, right? At the nest, you know, you, you raise them in the nest and then you gotta let them fly. Even if you want to keep them in the nest. (laughs) Great analogy. <laughs> Thank you. See, thinking out loud of the shed, I guess. <laughs> so let's see here. How long are they there for? After the Scotland trip, then they'll probably be heading yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. So they won't. They won't uh, be there Sunday because they're driving back to Birmingham. Um, just kind of like a little bit more than midway through London, and then flying back. I think Monday. Well, they'll even get to see some barns too, eh? Which teams yep. do you play Friday, Saturday? 
Dundee, Fife, and then Glasgow, but oh, they won't see Glasgow. Love the Fife barn. That one's wild. <laughs> yeah. Never been yet. <laughs> it's a barn. And I like that they come out in the kilts and the bagpipes and it's a, it's a full go before the game. And like when they play the song with the bagpipes and you're standing on the yeah, blue yeah. line, you get some chills and you're like, yeah, let's play some hockey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, minor hockey. First team the research team finds is Collège Antoine Girard. The Espoirs were double A and the Gualau. <laughs> this one we kind of need to work on that Gaulois. Gaulois. Uh, Gaulois, triple yeah. a um so that's mm-hmm. like one organization that's got two teams it's uh no it's like a you know midget triple a so yeah. at 15 15 16 just before the the junior yeah. so the q for me um yeah so then midget triple a is the bigger league and then midget espoir is like just 15 years old mm-hmm. um so it's just a league well i don't think i'm not sure how it works now i'm not sure this league is still there anymore uh but back in my day it was just like a called like a development league a little bit it was just 15 years old only right. so if you're just like on the verge of being good enough to be in midget triple a where it's mostly 16 and 17 years old um but then you know they kind of wanted you to develop in that league so it's just 15 years old so it's kind of a good league to prepare you for midget triple a and then to get drafted like yeah. For a 17 year um in 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 junior yeah well and that's kind of like what i got cooking here with my fella is like we're in a tiny town and to go triple a is a lot of driving like i mean a lot yeah. of driving. And, and even more and, money so well way more like way more <laughs> like yeah like it, it, it'll be crazy but like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to do it at some point here but um yeah, making that decision is when to do it. Um, but you'll have to do it a year or two before the draft, right? So then they can get themselves out there and show their shit. But when I go through, when the research team gets hot, um, I haven't had many French guys on, I don't think. Now that I think about a um, couple, Sebastian Charpentier. But anyways, um, he'd be way the hell older than you because he's older than me. But um, <laughs> I didn't know that many guys on your teams. Um like just hadn't crossed paths with many of them, but I do have a photo with one of your former teammates and my son after a New York Islanders game. He only played nine games with you. Must have been a call up, Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Um, He's a little buzz no there, isn't he? Oh yeah, so good. Well, I played with with his older brother, uh, Frank, when we were pee wee. So that's a long time ago. But uh, no, we kind of just been uh playing a little bit together but also a lot against the junior uh, this guy was lights out it was so good yeah. like one of the best shots i've seen this um, guy was... and he gives her like he skates oh yeah he's a little he skates fast he works hard yeah. he mucks it up and he's not yeah, that yeah, big yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he wears number 18 like those jerseys back there <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i went to an islanders game uh, a new fella on the squad um he never actually or no he was there and then all the players come up to see their family and friends after the game um and he was there and we got a photo together and it it makes it a small world but another guy you played with who is now in nashville carrie oh, yeah. yep so my my boy ryan o'reilly's there so um if you ask carrie about ryan o'reilly i bet you he's gonna rave about him because i do <laughs> <laughs> well alex been uh my god i played also with him in in gatineau uh just a little stint that i had there but research team found that too yeah great uh great hockey player this guy is just so good everywhere on the ice yeah and also a great human being so 
That's had good. to spend a little, got to spend a little bit more time with him. So um, it's good when the great human beings are the guys that make the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So then after that minor hockey, you go to <clears throat> Longueuil Collège Français. Longueuil, also that you could work on, but you know, Longueuil. Yeah, it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my not German's made for better English than my speaking. French now. You know, I was a French yeah. version until after grade nine. And then they told me I was going to have to take history and French. And I'm like, well, I'm usually good at school, but I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful for English speaking people. Yeah, longer it's called, but it won't be too hard on you. That's okay. Well, once I learned German, man, then all my French was gone. Every time I try to think of a French word, German pops out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what team's that and what's the Napa cup? Cause you became a champion that year. Yeah. So that's in just below the queue, basically uh, junior triple a and uh, that league's still there. I think it's like junior a in, yeah. um, in uh, Ontario in the and West. You guys won it? Yeah. So we won the cup. Yeah. That year. So my, was my rookie year. That was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty fun, isn't it? Oh yeah. So fun. And then we went to uh, guys got absolutely blasted after that uh, that win. And then you there's three cups in that league, yeah. So you got your own league, and then you got the Eastern Eastern Canada Cup, and then you get the whole uh, Canada Cup. So that we only got to the second cup, but the guys were probably still drunk. Right, because they got <laughs> so, after um, too much. Yeah, so we didn't win much there, and then we were out first. So. People, uh, have, people historically have blamed um, us winning the Challenge Cup in 2014-15 on us not winning the league because um, after we won the Challenge Cup against Sheffield, 2-1 to one in their barn, the next league game was in Sheffield, and we lost 11-1. to one. Oof. Yeah, same, I wonder that, that what happened. Week. Yeah, I, I I'm really not sure. Wonder. I know I was, I think I was even, and I was professional. I was ready to play. I don't know about the rest of them. Maybe they can't handle their alcohol. <laughs> But there's a lot of games in the season, and the way I look at it is you beat that team in the Challenge Cup final. They're going to be way amped up for the next game, and you guys – that's kind of hockey, right? We were probably going to lose that game, whether it was one nothing or 11-1, right? <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. In their barn as well. Wow. But the thing is, is like you only win so many times. I mean, every time I did it, I floored it. <laughs> Bet you had a nice little bonus too, huh? I don't even remember. <laughs> Honestly, I remember having I wish a great you did. time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we had a bonus. I don't even remember. So after that season, then you got put out then after the first cup, but the boys had a time. That's good. So then yep. you get drafted and you spend, you actually, you played a playoff game the year before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, you might remember that. And I think it's in 2012 um, when in playoffs, that same year, I'm still in junior AAA there with Longueuil. And uh, there's an absolute, like a full-on brawl after a game between Blainville, the Armada, and uh, the Becamo, uh Drakkar. Full-on oh, brawl. Go look at that. It's it's madness. Like like bench clearing? Like bench clearing. So it's at, right after the game. The game is done. Like Oh, dear. And then some uh, some player from Blainville, if, if I can remember, it's 2012. I wasn't there. I was still like, right. we just won the cup. And uh, so then guy from, we got suspended. So they've called you up for a playoff game. That was like both goalies out. So it was the third and fourth goalies in. And then because I, so I, I, I um, did I flew? Did we flew there? I don't remember. But we got to play in, in Beckhamo and it was 
hostile over there. Like the the guys who were suspended couldn't watch the game in the stand. They had to watch it from the 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 room. They had to watch from the the, the dressing room. Yeah, the locker room. <laughs> and uh, our third goalie got cramps and stuff like that. He couldn't he couldn't goal ten. So they switched him up. For, we had our fourth goalie in that. And that against can... their third goalie so it was it was just madness i played two shifts there it was a blast and goaltending is important <laughs> <laughs> you oh, put yeah. your fourth guy in that's that's stretching it <laughs> yeah but uh yeah go have a look at like in 2012 Dr- the Drakkar beckham versus uh blainville bourbon yeah full-on like that's, brawl everybody that's old school hockey though Oh yeah. I don't know. I was never in a bench clearing brawl, but I got into a few line brawls back in junior and man, those are intense because you know, when you get in a fight and you're not good at it, you at least know that once you've been had, the linesmen are going to come in and help Um, in a line brawl. That maybe isn't the case because they got, they're into a different fight. And oh yeah. I'll never forget the one line brawl I got into in my hometown in Elmira. And I was out there with my big Mennonite fellas. And um, I could hear a kid on the other team, like squealing in pain when my buddy was just beating the wheels off of him. And Oh yeah. We had a, one of our guy who was legit on his back. And then the other guy was full mounted on this guy. And then just full like, yeah. oh yeah, full mount, like UFC style. And then this guy was just getting punched in the face. Next day he had two black eyes and stuff. It was, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that might be crossing the line of the code, right? Getting into the full mount and continuing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got called up uh, after that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you got to play your first game in the queue. That would have been a good day, eh? Yeah, I think uh, one or two shifts, and that was yeah. it. So yeah, you know like, how it goes. That's like when I went to the AHL. Yeah, I do <laughs> yeah. know. It's not very much fun sitting there watching everybody else play hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I do know. So you spent the next three and a half years with Blaineville. I don't even. I don't yeah. know where that is. Just north of Montreal, like uh, 20, 30 minutes of north shore of Montreal. Okay. Um. So good barn there, good spot, good setup. Nice, nice, uh, yeah, with a nice gym in there and stuff like that. But right now, it's it's kind of tough because when I came in, it was like the fir- the second year, yeah, the second year of the team, second or third year of the team there. Um, and since then, the Laval Rocket in the A is just like fifteen minutes away from there. And you know, if you, if you can choose to go watch some some Q kids they're, or junior kids or the the next like Montreal Canadiens, you might want to for almost the same price and like better, better show. Like right now it's kind of tough, I think for the Armada, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully they can still be afloat. But yeah, that's, that happens. Tough market. Uh, yeah. And then it does make sense for like NHL teams to have AHL teams way closer to them. Right. Like, oh yeah. It's super close. Back in the day, man, it made no sense what teams were doing. They'd have an NHL team on like one side of the country and their AHL team would be on the other side of the country. And like, if they needed to call someone up, they had to go a long way. <laughs> yeah yeah um i know anywho your rookie year with blaineville you score or played in 18 playoff games so you guys must have gone on a run yeah we did uh we went on semi-final and we lost in seven games yeah but more second round we were also in seven games so that's why it kind of yeah a lot of games a lot lot of of games game sevens are fun though aren't they unreal and like that second round 
game seven, we won eight seven in OT. A game seven that is eight to seven. Yeah, That's we okay. lost. We were losing four nothing in the first. <laughs> Jeepers! Oh yeah, that was uh, that was yeah. a crazy game, and we ended up winning that game. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the memories I got from game sevens, there's good ones, there's bad ones, but man, every time you're as up for a hockey game as you can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you play with any players through your three and a half years in the queue? Like usually there's always some players around or f- I guess four years total. The last year you got traded, trade your ass, probably to get to a contender. Cause it's your last year. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny thing. Cause we were five, uh, 20 years old in that team and you can only play three. Um, and I knew I was going to be like in that bottom five, like probably not really playing. So it's kind of a bummer. So I was just kind of waiting to be traded. And then at one point, one guy got kicked off the team, two guys got traded and then our captain who was a 20 also got, well, Philip sounds, plays in, uh, he played in Dundee. Now he's in Glasgow. I think, um, he, I think he broke his shin, uh, his tibia. So yes. I was the only, I was on the, the only, uh, guy left. Yeah, guy left, and then so I was kind of like making jokes at the trade deadline in the room, stuff like that. Ten minutes later, <laughs> trade. <laughs> yeah, you're all bud. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I never got traded in my career, but um, that must be an interesting day, right? You've spent three and a half years in a spot, you've kind of grown up there, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Okay, you're moving yeah. out. Grab your shit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of home for me too. You know, I'm from Montreal or South Shore, Montreal, so being on the North Shore is super close from home i could i could go at my parents like on on after a game super easily um and uh yeah so getting traded was not so nice but at the same time i was kind of happy because we weren't going anywhere that year but um so i was kind of having a last shot at, at it's, going it's for o- the cup yeah it's always you always want to have a chance right and there are teams yeah. that don't have a chance yeah and then we ended up just choking anyway so mm, sugar and spice <laughs> um so then that's the end of your Q career. Did you have any pro options at that point or how do you end up at McGill? Um, no, I didn't really. Um, I think I started my 20 years old and I was, you know, at that point I already knew with the seasons I had and stuff like that. I wasn't that big of an offensive guy um, or at least the stats weren't showing that. So I was like, you know, I need to figure it out eventually. Like, <laughs> cause I was kind of cruising in SAGEP, like you guys, like U12 and first year of college, basically. It's our SAGEP. Um, it's kind of Sage like an in-between. Yeah, it's like an in-between between like high school and college. Okay. For some reason, it's just like a random two or three years to kind of figure it out there. Just like general courses, like math and physics and chemistry, stuff like that. So I was kind of like cruising there, not knowing what to do. And then uh, I was like, all right, I, I got to figure it out here because I'm not going to make a lot of money playing hockey probably. So I need to do something else. Um, and then I got approached uh, by a few teams. But right away, as soon as, as I got connected with Miguel, I was like, well, I'm not dumb. That's the one school I want to go. It's there. So, um, And Miguel is close to home then? Yeah, it's dead center in Montreal. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's right on the mountain. So very close to Montreal, uh, to, to home. But at that time we were even closer on the South shore. So closer to Montreal. So I just decided to, um, uh, first year stay at home, but then my last five years, I spent all of them, uh, in an apartment there in Montreal, lived the life a little bit, you know? Well, you have to in university, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was a good time. 
Yes. Um, Western Michigan University was a swell time, too. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. So did you guys have any squads while you're at McGill? Were you pretty good? I see you won 2017-18. You had yeah. eight points in nine playoff games and were named Outstanding Player in the Championship. Yeah, that year was pretty sweet. So that was my second year, um, kind of like third, fourth liner, but it's our line was playing pretty much the most minute of our, in our team. Um, we were kind of like that shutting down line, but at the same time we could score. Um, yeah. And then in, in that, in that, cause it's a single game. Uh, it's like a single game for that cup. Um, cause you play. So in college in in Canadian university, you got, um, you got the Maritimes league, you got the OUA. So Ontario university athletics, and then you got the West of Canada. Ontario University Athletics is divided in two leagues. So you got two divisions, um, East and West. Yeah. So the winner of the East played the, the the winner of the West, and it's just one game for the for the cup. And at that game, I just scored two rip right off the bat, and that kind of made it. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean by a third line that plays the most minutes, because if you get a good third line that is the shutdown line, but like can can shut down their top players, but also mm-hmm. like outwork them and outcompete them and mix in a couple goals. It changes the whole team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were most of the time in the ozone really. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what was happening. So that's how we were shutting guys down. We were just yeah, pretty much in the ozone. So that, that ended up working. Yeah. I always found it interesting when people would like, when people say guys are bad defensively when they put up like however many points and it's like, well, how can they be bad defensively if they don't play in their own end? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's either you're cheating a lot and you kind of just hope for plays. Yeah. And I had guys like that in teams, but really what we were doing was really just having the puck in the ozone. So so what's your role with the Storm these days? Are you third line center? I'm not sure if we have lines to be fair right now because we have, have actually like three lines plus one or two depending on like with the imports and stuff like that. But um, we kind of roll all roll our lines. Three lines we have, yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah, exactly. And Everybody, everybody plays. Everybody can play anywhere. So right now, it's kind of hard to put a right. Really impossible right now to put a number. But you got that. power play units, penalty kill guys, and then three lines that roll. Yeah, exactly. So I'm doing all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's when hockey's fun, right? When you're oh, yeah. involved in everything, and um, that's what I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I yeah talked about McGill. What's the barn like in McGill? Would there be any fans? Yeah, I mean the the more years um it got better and better. Um it's a small barn. So have you been to have you seen like Yale University's barn? Or like No. It, to, to be fair, it kind of looks a little bit like um uh, the storm shelter, but nice. lower lower ceiling and it's like a round ceiling. Yeah. Um so it actually looks like a barn. You look from the outside and it looks like a like a half green cylinder. I like it. It's just like pull. <laughs> I get a kick out of all these minor hockey barns I go to, man. Oh, like they're amazing. Every one I go to that's old, I'm just like, oh, this is hockey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, a great, great arena. Great arena. But not like let's say there's probably half the the space that in the storm shelter. So it's not a big rink, but it's buzzing in there. 
the chocolatey storm shelter. What are your thoughts of the storm shelter? I love that place. It's just like the big blue tent back in the day in Cardiff. <laughs> I you absolutely wouldn't... love it to be fair. It's yeah. not big obviously, but um, I don't, I don't mind those type. I would just hope that the, the ice would actually be a bit better, but mm, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the actual think, ice uh, surface. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Cause otherwise I don't really care. I think it's amazing. The, the atmosphere in there is unreal. I the like atmosphere, it. the chocolate. And mm-hmm. what I always say is, Hockey's better on small ice, man. There's way more mucking it up. There's way more action. There's way more shit happening. And then you like go to Sheffield, Belfast, Nottingham, and like the ice is so big. It's like you're not, you don't even bump into anybody. Like there's no yeah. collisions. There's no bumping and grinding. And like you beat a guy out of the corner and then you're like, I still got to go that far. And there's still going to be another guy in my way. It's like, I'd rather muck it up. <laughs> Nottingham is the biggest ice I've ever seen in my life. That thing is huge. It's, it's, exhausting and yeah yeah belfast it's kind of cool too, it changes man. the never been yet but oh gross we would go to belfast and have to do a pregame s- skate and it's like so you're telling me on these flow drills i get the puck here and i gotta skate all the way to that end to shoot the goddamn puck i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> rister from the blue line back in line <laughs> oh yeah those are big sheets yeah i i i don't, I don't know People may think I'm crazy, but I think hockey's more boring on big ice. You know? Yeah, I think there's like a in between. I think like a sheet like Guildford or even like in Dundee. It's it's a good size, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. If they could just yeah. get rid of the curling rings on it. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is mm-hmm. one of a kind. <laughs> um, well, the other guy you played with at McGill, a name that just popped out, was you played with the fella from the Oiler, Yamamoto's brother. Oh yeah, what a guy! Love that kid. Yeah, was he just a little fast fella too out there, skilled guy? Yeah, I think uh, I think Kyler might be a little faster, but uh, yeah, they're same exact like little skilled guy, man. This guy is cheats oh, are a thing, folks. He could make oh. <laughs> He could make plays out of nothing. Like, a oh, magician on the ice with, with Cramarosa. These two guys were almost, like, similar. And sometimes, like, when I was their center, I had no idea where to be on the ice. I was just like, okay, where am I going now? Like, Because <laughs> they're just buzzing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, just, like, making weird plays together. But it all ends up, like, legit creating magic out there. But That's cool. Yeah. Um, I figured he probably played similar. I mean, it's amazing when you – like especially me on the other side of hockey now and like i see guys i played with kids coming up and you see brothers play and like man jeans really are a thing and like people play hockey like their dad or like their brother it's weird yeah yeah i bet they have a pretty good uh, practice squad when they practice together yeah um so then you finish after your six years and you've gone two seasons without playing a game you have a shoulder surgery so then how do you end up the wheeling nailers in your rookie year? Um, I had to dig up some contacts. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my goalie uh, at McGill, we Philippe Gaindon, another, another French guy. Um, it's probably my best friend. We did our masters together. Uh, he finished a year early though. Um, and uh, he, his first year pro played a little bit in wheeling, a little bit in Fort Wayne, but he absolutely loved it in, uh, in wheeling. And uh, when I decided to kind of go pro, I was just trying to see where I could go and stuff. And uh, he was like, yeah, that that coach there, Derek Army, he's, he's the guy for you. He'll give you a chance. He'll, you know, he'll believe in you. You're the type of guy who would play you. And 
it ended up being just that way and it was an amazing year for me yeah it was yes. definitely tough though because coming back from <laughs> man two down. years of like obviously i practice hard like i really love training and stuff but there's there's a difference between training and a game and playing yeah especially in the coast so <laughs> well and especially in the coast where like i'm guessing you signed an east coast deal and like yeah. from what i know of the coast is there's a lot of HL guys that come down, NHL deals that come down, and there's a lot of guys that get signed East Coast deals. Like they'll sign yeah. way more than they need, and they don't plan on keeping very many of them. So that you mm -hmm. went there after not playing and earned your spot, and then had a year—that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I only sat down one game too, so I was only scratched one game. So I, I think he liked me right away, and I was playing really well at the beginning of the season. I was just. Like, I think I had like three points though. And I was playing well, but I was no results. So I had three points in like 20 something games. So it was pretty awful, but I was playing like really good still. Right. Um, and kinda, good coaches and see that, right? Good coaches know that yeah. it's not about points. It's about how you play. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really effective still. It's just like, I think I had like the most posts in history that year anyway. But, um, and then the second half, like right at Christmas, um took a little bit of time off came back and it was lights out. and then i was like not not a point per game but i was close to a point per game after christmas so well um, it does take some adjusting though like when i got sent down from the hl to the coast and you know i thought i was gonna go down there and just have my way with it and then like first mm -hmm. four games i had nothing and i was like oh dear and then all of a sudden your stats don't look very good and it, it it's not an easy league to put up numbers in yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great players in that league. It's it's a tough league, like physically, but also like really greedy guys and then really skilled guys also. And then it's it's a fast game. So yeah, I wasn't thinking it was going to be easy, but definitely took me a little bit of time to get adjusted with my shoulder. At one point, I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, after like a month or two, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just accepted that my shoulder probably is going to come out again, like. I think I'm just going to go until it comes out. And then eventually it just never came out. It stayed well right in. But I think the it was so sore from the, like, because usually it's about like six months uh, of recovery after surgery. And I was in August, I was at six and a half months. So right. like in September, I was just like barely okay to play. So it was a quick. When like... it's in your mind too, right? <laughs> then when you play, like I always remember coming back from injuries the first couple times you're coming back, um, you're nervous. Like you're nervous something's going to happen again because yeah. you just want to play. You just want to feel right. And then mm -hmm. when you play a, a little timid that something might go wrong, it, like just that little bit, right, can change things. And then once you realize you're good and you're comfortable and confident that you're not hurt anymore and you're better yeah. is when you start doing it. Yeah, right? exactly. Because like, you know <laughs> – six months recovery, a full surgery, like, you know, it's, it's still like an important, uh, injury that I had. So it's like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, is it worth it? Like, is, am I going to end up in a hospital again and stuff like that? It's like, I know a lot of guys who had like two, three and four surgeries, just like hip knees, stuff like that, just re-injure it again. And, and then, um, yeah. and then so you, you kind of think, yeah. You, oh yeah, especially in that league, you gotta, you gotta be careful. <laughs> Otherwise some guys is going to take it out, but yeah, I ended up ended up working, but it took a little bit before getting getting going for real. Well, so then that fight with the big fellow, that was probably later in the year when you're a little more confident with your shoulder? That was uh I think it was before Christmas, so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> our guy you got, saw black our, and you went at her. <laughs> I mean, because our guy got absolutely murdered in front of me, like just like right, full on that. get destroyed and 
I'm, I just happened to go. be right there. Yeah, I, I understand. It, and then he's just like, because he's like, he's 6'6", 250. <laughs> and I'm 5'11", like 180. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, they both kind of went down and I didn't really know it was, it was that guy. And obviously I know him, can't really miss him. So, but then he just like, as he was getting up, I just cross check him in the back. And then he just like grew up and like, like Megatron or whatever. And he's just like in front of me like this. And I'm like, all right, it's gone. Here we go. So I kind of, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. And I was like, my God, this is a bad idea. But then ended up working, but mm, um, probably it was my day of being lucky. And I, <laughs> well, it sounded like you were ready to do it. Um, <laughs> my second last game of professional hockey ever was in Cardiff in the big blue tent, which is just like the storm shelter. And my boy, Carl Hudson, was skating it up on the power play right in front of me. And he's coming along the wall, and this douche on the other team literally comes across the D-man, and he went down and slid on his knees, like like slid on his knees and took my buddy's legs right out. I didn't know if his legs were broken. He did like a full flip in the air. And I was right behind waiting for the drop pass. So then it's like, well, I'm not the fighter but you can't do that. <laughs> so then I went right up to him and the guy cross checks me and I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And you're like, okay, now you got to go because he actually wants to kill you. So yeah, you better you gotta be go. ready to go too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I hung in there though. I, uh, I hung in there, you know, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. Took a couple on the top of the head and I, you know, I did my thing where I try to put my head in their, their armpit mm-hmm. cause I'm so yep. little and then just go for the big haymaker, you know? Yep. Just we all did it too. Just missed, punk. Yeah, but when guys act like punks, they got to get fought, right? Yep. That's what happens. Have to. Um. So how were the bus trips in the coast? Oh my god! Don't get me started. I was probably the oldest rookie in the league as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At uh, 20, uh, 27, 28, but still had to sleep on the ground or at least find one of those bunkers if we had bunks if we had one. Because the uh, always take those before the rookies, eh? Yeah, obviously. Um, and then it's just credit cards and a hat. And then if you get lucky. But then by the end of the year, I was like, all right, Jeff, you know, sort me out here. And he was just like taking my card right on the hat first one. So nice. I uh, kind of sweet talked him by the end. I was like, you know. I also was guy. an older coast rookie after four years at Western Michigan. And um, yeah. yeah, I also tried to get a bunk any way I could. <laughs> we had like a room at the yeah i did (laughs) we had a room at the back that was like a pig pen (laughs) that like all the rookies had to go in and there was there's like everybody just sleeping on the floor farting Mm -hmm. oh it's disgusting (laughs) and then everybody else is in bunks right and you're like look at these assholes they all did their own little tv and (laughs) the back just mucking it up (laughs) oh yeah oh what a time no some some road trips were tough the ones in the one in Iowa was the worst because it's, I think, like, we left every time we did there, we went there, it was like two or three times we go there. We leave at like 11 or 12 at night and then we sleep in that bus and then you just get out of there like you think you're on Mars yeah. when you get up because you're taking some sleeping pills to try to help you with like the <laughs> the movement on the bus and stuff like that. You just wake up and your back hurts, everything hurts, it stinks in there. And then you finally wake up and then you go to lunch and you're just like, wow. And then you got practice. And then it's like next day you play, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> try to get a good night of sleep. Otherwise you're just like 
miserable out there. I, I just had a memory come back of the Wheeling Barn was we had a sleeper bus with Dayton, Ohio, the Daytona Beach Bombers of Ohio. And uh, we show up in Wheeling and, you know, you're all just sleeping in your stall thing. And mm-hmm. everybody gets up, gets out, grabs her bag, goes in. And then, like, we had all done the two-touch and warmed up and everything. And everybody's like, where's Lane Matson? Where's, like, our big six-foot-nine guy? Like, he was still sleeping on the bus. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you just don't know, right? You get on there and you start sleeping and then you oh, just yeah. wake up and get out and play a hockey game and then back on the bus. And it's like those sleeper buses are cool for sleeping, but you can't actually like hang out, play cards or do anything. No, no, you can't. And if they do, they take the whole, who do you think is paying for that? You know, cause we can't lay down the rookies. So they all playing in the rookies area. In, in so the, rookie the, rookies <laughs> in the pig pen. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so yeah, no, sometimes people think that, uh, we're, uh, living the high life on the coast and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You play pro hockey. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not that high of a life. No. Um, yeah, that's what I thought was right. You, you grew up as a kid wanting to be a pro hockey player your whole life. And then yeah. when you actually get there and you're like, so th- this, this is what it is. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, uh, when you actually know what it is, you're like, okay, I'm, there's, there might be some better elsewhere <laughs> and then well and, <laughs> and then so after that season actually i got one more thing here is on that squad a name that stuck out to me was peter laviolette so i clicked on the name oh yeah that's actually this he has the same name as his dad oh yeah big pete <laughs> don't tell him i called him big pete um yeah i saw him a few times yeah but uh yeah i know lav's a great guy um went hunting with him actually I find it interesting that he named his son the same name as him. Like, is he? Yeah, he's the third now. Oh, really? No, he's the third. Ah, I gotcha. Peter the third. So yeah, so yeah, the coach is Peter Junior. So right, the second. Yeah, the second. (laughs) Um. So, anyways, though, the coast is an interesting thing. I don't know what it's like in Wheeling, but like. The college season ends, all of a sudden there's NCAA guys coming or Canadian university guys coming. Um, there's trades, there's up and there's down. And it's like, for me, growing up in a small town where your team's your team, and then I go to Western Michigan and our team's our team, you're there for four years. And mm-hmm. then that's how hockey's always been to me. A team's a team. You're with your brothers, you're in it together. And then you get to pro and it's just not that way. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're just a pawn, and that's really what you are, really. You're just still gonna. You're just a player that can play. Yeah, yeah, play. exactly. But in you know what, in Wheeling, um, Arms or Coach did an awesome job making us feel more like just that. Um, and he played like so many years. He played in the A, played in the Coast, um, and he was captain in um, in uh, in Wheeling. I think he's thirty two now, thirty three, thirty three, a little bit like Ginner. So. Yeah, like young coach, but still wanted a team that was tight together and stuff. So even though we had, we had a special team, even though we had like a bunch of left and right, yeah, you know, you guys have the going, ups so. and downs and the people coming in and out, but you need that good core of a team. Yeah, we, we had the same thing in Dayton. Um, you had your normal guys that were there every night, and then you just filter in and out the. Yeah, the there was a lot of movement. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, like you know, half the team's not there really. But, you know, figure it out. <laughs> That's actually when my recruiting uh, career started was when I was in the coast with Dayton. They uh, they made the mistake of calling me up to the AHL at the end of the season. 
And I used that as a recruiting trip for my East Coast playoffs. And I convinced Philip Dupuy to come back and play at the coast. He'd only played like a handful of games for us in the regular season. So he was eligible. And like he was a full-time AHL guy. And somehow I got chatting with him and telling him about the team we had. And he made the choice to, which doesn't always look good on a resume, to play the playoffs in the coast when he's a full-time AHL guy. And he did that for our, our team, for me when I I asked him politely <laughs> and like he came down and he did change our team he gave us that extra centerman that was high end and gave us two more like balance lines and then we did go to the finals and then you see that guy end up making the show and playing quite a bit with Colorado and Toronto and I mean that's wicked when a good dude like that makes it you know oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah that's good Anywho, so then after that season, you do decide to head to Manchester. How'd you get there? Um, I was kind of like already after around Christmas in Wheeling, I was like, okay, let's try to <laughs> figure out what we're going to do here in life. Um, existential crisis again. So do I go work? Do I just quit hockey? Do I keep playing? Um, do I go back to school again? So I was like, you know what, I've, the dream was for me to, obviously, it died pretty early in my career to not play in the NHL, so I was like, okay, I want to go in Europe, I want to travel, yeah. um, I want to see the life out there, because when I'm going to have a job and a family and kids, you know, the opportunity is less and less uh, probable to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was like, yeah, that's, let's, let's go, just go do that, and um, I was reaching out to, to agents, and I ended up being uh, connected with uh, Chris Bailey, my agent here. Uh, works for the team and uh, talk highly of Manchester talk uh, about other teams as well but it ended up really being Manchester so um, yeah with my girlfriend's here too so Manchester is like the best kind of like in between of competition and like great city and just like lifestyle overall and um, the whole situation was just seemed perfect for me to be here so um, I signed pretty quick I was really sure about myself and I was like let's let's do it first year let's go yeah, no, that's awesome, and it looks like it's it started out pretty darn good for you. I think I had a yeah, down not bad. Six points in nine games or something. Yeah, not bad. Um, just unfortunate I got injured a little bit to my wrist, still is, but um, going through it a little bit. But yeah, hopefully, uh, is can it, put some it's more. Playable on. though. Yeah, playable. It's very very annoying because I kind of keep tweaking it, and it's I I just lose all my strength in it every. Every game, pretty much. Uh, so it's I, it's, I totally it's one of those where that. I just hope that eventually it was getting really better. Like I was almost like pain free, and then last game actually against uh, against Belfast, I popped it really good, and then now I kind of back like maybe two three weeks back. So, um, well, one of those. I had uh, I had wrist problems like my whole career. Um, mm. It would always be on the right outside, and. Um, there were times where I was getting like my hand frozen and whatnot. But um, one thing I realized was a lot of it was tendonitis in my forearm from all the stick handling and shooting and getting my forearm massaged like deep. Um, I could feel yeah. it all the way to my fingers and that actually helped. I don't know what you got yeah. going on, but just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're right on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I see you wear number eight last year and this year. Is there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I wear, um, I was wearing number 18, um, yeah, you were. cause it was just the one available <laughs> in college. 
Um, don't say that. I think her number. We, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see that. Um, and I wanted it again, but then at the same time, I was like, my first year pro, I, um, my dad told me his his uh, his number when he was playing when he was young. He didn't play like in any good league, but his number was number eight. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll have number eight because in yeah. Wheeling, I think somebody had it. Um, so my second choice was number eight. So I ended up having that number, and I just decided to keep it for this year. Yeah. Oh, that's cool that you wear the old man's number. My kid won't yeah. do, won't even look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I was a little bit more picky maybe with numbers before. Now I just I don't care yeah. as much. But I hear you. Well, and some teams you can get the number you want. Some teams you can't. You may as well move on yeah. and wear it, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, but I what I find of the UK league is there's not much in and out with teams. The team you sign is the team you have, and it's a team again. And it's like we got to figure this out together, right? exactly yeah it's again throwback to like college and stuff but no it's great so far we i think ginner ginner and Ferner really built a nice team for us uh yeah. everybody gets along and we really have a good group so that's um heard some, yep yep so <laughs> shed guys are doing good good uh, uh good team chemistry cool. it helps it helps with everything to be fair because had had teams before where there's a few bad apples and it's just it makes everything so much more difficult and you don't want to stay more you don't want to you don't want to put on some extra time and stuff like that and this year has been it's a pretty special group it's fun that's it yeah that hits home with me was like i was on a couple teams where things didn't gel then i was on teams that were just so special that like you said everybody gets along everybody's in it together it's not about mm -hmm. who scores the goals and gets the assists it's about who wins and loses the game and oh, yeah. when a team is like that it's amazing how much better you can play and then when you do have a few guys that like you can tell they care about their goals and assists it's like you could win a game 4-1 and you see the loser sitting there in the room like pouting because he didn't get any points and you're like get out of my face <laughs> yeah yeah but you can see like just our record right now you know we're i think we're third in the league obviously it's still like not everybody has the same number of games and stuff but we have the least goals scored i think in the league but we're still like third so you can see like it, it, we don't have any superstars but everybody's like pulling through and yeah like i said like our three lines are going three lines plus our other guys that um that are there so it's like everybody everybody's doing their work everybody's pushing and then our goal is great and yeah no, takes everybody to win right oh yeah oh yeah and that's what we have right now we have uh we have a good group that's and then fun. uh the backup goalie the o-dog um alex yeah he uh got in the game there in nottingham and i saw some wild save guy deeks to the backhand and that little punk 18 year old just made a huge glove save eh yeah i know he had a few like that i think he has like two or three that game like that yeah that's Did great good for him yeah and then we got our like our third goalie, uh, Lou, a <laughs> big Lou, we call him. He's uh, he works, you know, that's what he does. And once in a while, he's there in practice and just you know, played the last 10 minutes of that game. That was awesome to see. Oh, he got to he got in the net too, then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You know, he's, he's just there for a good time and he was so stressed. It was funny. Um, okay, I only got a couple more questions and I'll let you carry on with your day. Got any weird pregame rituals or routines? Um, I'll be boring, but no, if nothing, eh? I'm not a superstitious guy, so I guess it's maybe different. But I just you at least eat good nap, food. Right? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I got a to. nap. You're a professional hockey player, right? 
just I nap every day. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you nap every day. I miss napping every day. I don't really ever get to nap. Sometimes I get to take droolers. That's where you just fall asleep until you start to drool and then you get back at it. I, yeah. I I don't recall the last time I like got in a bed and like really did a nap. I don't even think I could anymore. Oh, I can nap anywhere really. I can like snooze for five ten or just like thirty forty five anywhere anytime. I can just like lay lay here and yeah, I'm gone. I, I, yeah, no, I I understand that. I I mean back like game days when you could crush like a two hour nap right and then. Like I would like eat myself into a food coma around noon and then oh yeah have a two hour nap and then you wake up, you know, big dump of You're... coffee, go play some hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> um, well, what else do I got? Obviously, I the only other thing I got is uh you guys got a nice team bus, eh? The Greggy bus. He's the quite Greggy the character, bus, isn't he? Oh yeah, Greg. <laughs> Man, what a dude. He's uh Got the hot dogs ready in the bus on the way back every day. Well, not every day, but every road trip. Those are phenomenal, by the way. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Imagine that. You just finish a hard-fought game. You're on the way back, and you just got a nice, like, like a jumbo glizzy waiting for you. Yeah, that is awesome. Good. For oh, you. yeah. It takes everybody to win. And you, when you know you got that after, you got to earn it, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a and- nice bus, too. That bus is sick. <laughs> just because a couple people mentioned I should let people know that um, this hasn't really been done yet, and uh, we want it to happen. This weekend in Scotland, bring your chocolate, Manchester fans, right? We're bringing the chocolate on the road, and um, if they get mad at you for throwing chocolate on the ice after a game, well, what are they going to do? Ask you to kindly leave? The game's over, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right? So if any Manchester Storm fans are listening and are heading to Scotland, don't forget to pack your chocolate, right? And Oh, yeah. This guy here would like some caramel, right? Yeah, I'll definitely take caramel stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't really care, eh? You just want. No, I'm just. I just want to hurt it. You know. Oh yeah. That's like what. That's That's how it all started. I'm like, what do you want? Can we get something started in Manchester? He's like, I don't care. I just want a storm of chocolate for everybody. And now look at us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, I think that's the best end of game tradition that I've seen. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I thought we thought about. (laughs) <laughs> but it did start elsewhere we did start it in uh, <laughs> cardiff with the goalie throwing twix and then we had buenos for the boys when i was coaching under 11 um they it was back when there's no fans and then the first game the fans were allowed back i had had a couple weeks to get her going and i, I had had my young fellas on the pod and they wanted buenos and man, the first game the fans were back in Cardiff, I'm telling you, there was Buenos and Twix everywhere. <laughs> it was awesome. Talk about life memories from talking in your shed, you know? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think this thing in Manchester is slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> oh no. Like people are people are mad actually. Like my girlfriend is like on the uh on the the fan page, and I think like at one point in earlier in the year we weren't winning. We, like, I had the, like a, oh yeah right? we had like three or four loss in a row and they were just like all right like i i just want to throw my chocolate out there i'm like yeah, yeah we'll get there we're at pre-season, pre-season don't worry we want it as well right it's like preseason. i don't know if that's chocolate time we don't need to win those games let's worry about the real games <laughs> right yeah <laughs> oh man like the video like it's it's weird for me because i never really paid attention to who won or lost any games anywhere i just talked to my friends and i would be setting up chats not really paying attention to who wins but 
like now when you guys are playing at home, like I know, and I'm checking the score to see like, is it going to be a storm today? <laughs> and then as soon as I see the score and it's like, you guys just beat Belfast. And I'm like, game on. <laughs> and then oh, within yeah. 10 minutes, I'm getting sent <laughs> videos of chocolate flying from every orifice of the arena. <laughs> Yeah, and now like that chocolate is isn't just for me. Like my girlfriend Tris is always asking me like, "Hey, bring me." She's texting me. The game's not even over. She's in the stand. Like, bring me back some chocolate. Yeah. So then you know, and then does does she have a favorite? She'll eat anything. She she doesn't say like, "Bring me back this kind," because I bet you no, we can get just, it for. Her. No. no, she just wants some chocolate. You yeah, know, what it is. that's what that's what everybody wants in Manchester, right? We just gotta yeah. earn it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know well, I do all else. the hard work, and then she's just like, "Yeah, bring me some." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, takes everybody to win, right? It takes oh, yeah. the girlfriends and wives and kids <laughs> to be happy too. Um, do you guys have any kids on your team? Anybody got any kids? Uh, yeah, we do. Andreas is a kid. Yeah, and he's coming uh, newborn on. Newborn still. Yeah, newborn, newborn still. Also, he's, um, not, he's not into yep. the chocolate. The kid's not into the chocolate yet, eh? It would be cool oh, to get the, the kid whatever he wanted, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, and then, uh, well, Dow, Dow's, uh, Dow's wife is giving birth, yeah, soon. Uh, I think um, like four weeks now, something like that. So, and Cardiff, bro, like, they obviously probably, some of the fans and people probably aren't that thrilled that, like, I sponsored the Manchester Storm and, like, um, I have all this fun happening. Uh, but it's weird for me because you guys remind me of the 2014 Devils. At that point, me and Richie, um, their captain now, um, we were the only ones with kids on the team and we were a lower budget team. We played in the storm shelter, the big blue tent and hockey was fun. We went on a heater. We had a lot of fun that season. And then we win a challenge cup. We almost win the league. We lost by two points and you guys remind me of us. And I, I, I think it's neat. And it's like, you guys are in third place, but I bet you, you don't have the third place budget in the league. <laughs> oh no. No, I keep hearing about the bigger budget and I'm like, well, I mean, we're just doing our thing here. Exactly. And hockey, anybody can beat anybody. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. It's how much you want it. Oh yeah, exactly. We showed it again. Belfast last game. So and Cardiff, don't worry. You're still my squad. I'm never going to forget what you guys have done for me. You see it in the back there. Raw Raw's 18 member. And uh, they did have me back for a night that inspired the whole shed inspired me to get back into hockey and be that guy. And I will never forget. I'm just having fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, go get them this weekend in Scotland. And um, folks, if you're listening, bring your gosh darn chocolate, right? Cause the fellows are going to run amok. And now we're going to make it rain in Scotland. And then I'm going to laugh. <laughs> okay. Right. Go shed. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and this has been another episode of Two Hills and Hockey Tales with Sammy and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Santa Claus. I like Pete's South Towns and Zan. I'm always speaking my mind.